Welcome to Owl Pellets, Tips for Ag Teachers podcast. We share research-based tips and tackle the tough questions facing agriculture teachers every day. The Owl Pellets crew is Kate Shoulders from the University of Arkansas, Marshall Baker from North Carolina State University, Mike Retallick from Iowa State University, and Brian Myers from the University of Florida. We are your agricultural education resource across the web. Hello, everybody. So today, the controversy, SAE for All. So if you're an ag teacher and you've heard this idea of SAE for All, we are reframing SAE. So the, the SAEs of 1920s and all the old days... Um, are changing. I, I, I like the old gravelly voice. You gotta get old when you talk about it. everybody in the 1920s was old. Get out <laughs> so, your flappers. You know, there's so much conversation out there right now about SAE for All because it really is reshaping uh, and redefining a little bit of how we see SAEs and their purpose. Today, specifically, there are a few major elements that, that a SAE must include. So, in the SAE for All plan, an SAE must be aligned to your career plan, student-led, instructor-supervised, it must be work-based learning, measurable, and the one we're going to argue about today, it must be connected to agriculture. So I've heard people say, Every SAE must be connected to agriculture. Mm -hmm. And then I've heard another camp say, but what if my kid is working at the video stop? And, that's, and that, that should be an SAE too because they're learning people skills and work-based skills and career readiness. So does every FA, uh, SAE have to be ag-related? Yes or no? Go. We got the SAE expert right here. I mean, he's, got, right. All, he's, got, he's got all the all the answers for us. So this may be the shortest critical conversation ever. Mike's going to do a mic, mic drop. Mike, the <laughs> hashtag mic drop. Mic drop. I like this. Oh, you guys hung me up on the cross. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's think through this for a little bit. So certainly we're in um, the agricultural education business, and I think if you're going to think conceptually about this, that a regional, uh, state level, national level, I think to draw that context, you want uh, it to be um, agricultural in nature. Um, so I think when you start talking about uh, leadership at those levels and, and you look at award systems through FFA and what have you, I think there's certainly that, that avenue and that venue for um, it to be uh, centered around agriculture. However, I put my ag teacher hat on and I think locally, and I was quite certain from time to time that not all of my kids were interested in agriculture or were expected to have careers out of agriculture. So for me, it goes back to a couple of those other areas. I want them to develop skill sets, and uh, whether that's that uh, um, was agricultural related or in the video store, really had had less. Um, it didn't matter to me as much um, what where that context was happening, as long as they were developing those skill sets. So. Um, but all of, my, all of my students did have SAEs, and they were developing record-keeping skills and, and 21st century or career skills, however you want to uh, call those, um, to help develop that. So, um, But I also knew that that video store student was probably not going to be applying for um, a, a, 
a state level or national level uh, proficiency award either. Yeah. You know, you just made me think about our goal here, trying to pull in this research. We always talk about in these dorky research circles. Um, there was that there was that article, Robertson Ball. And so Robertson Ball basically said, like, what is the purpose of ag ed? Mm-hmm. And it started with industry and and school requirements, like the standards and industry together inform our education and our classes. And then that moves all the way through to two products. So Robertson Ball said, basically, all ag education is producing two things, a prepared and ready workforce in agriculture and an informed citizenship and consumer base mm-hmm. of ag. So that's a little bit in controversy, you know, as I hear you talk, sure. because like some of our students, according to that model, everyone is not leading to a career in ag. Some of them are, you know, leading to a career in ag, and some are just going to be very good informed consumers and advocates for ag. So if you take that model, then every SAE, um, perhaps you still would think they would have to be agricultural, but, you know, some students aren't even headed that way. Right. Well, he goes back before that article, though. I mean, the Understanding Agriculture, the Green Book, talks about you know, instruction about agriculture and instruction in agriculture to, to, as, as our goals to do that. But you go back. If, if, if what we call these things is supposed to guide what we're supposed to be do, doing these things, we just call it SAE, but that stands for Supervised Agricultural Experience. Mm. So if we're going to call it that, I mean, the argument could be made that they're supposed to be agriculture mm-hmm. um, to do that. And then it becomes, okay, what do you mean by ag? Yeah. And you go back here, most of our programs, I mean, we're all from colleges that have a variety of words in our name now that we're working on colleges of agriculture or, you know, agri- we got agri-science, we got agriculture and natural resources, agriculture and food, and, you know, all these kind of things. So mm. part of it, what, is it, what do we mean by agriculture? But then you bring a good point. If we're supposed to be making these informed consumers, maybe that definition of what makes it agriculture or not is a little broader. Well, I always go back to Dr. Craig Edwards at Oklahoma State University, he'll always say, well, this is a classic is versus ought question. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, a lot of people in this SAE debate are saying, should we require that they're agriculture related or not? You know, and I think this idea of what is it actually in real life and then what ought it be? I just think, you know, we were talking earlier mm-hmm. We were given federal funding as an organization to create a workforce for agriculture. So just in the same way there's federal money that's headed towards training of military to, through ROTC and recruitment. You know, if the military put a lot of federal money into training and recruiting soldiers, but then that entity just said, you know, but like isn't working at Pizza Hut the same? Like you're still learning to deal with people or, mm-hmm. you know, isn't working at an archery range the same? I think the military would say, no, that's not the purpose of those federally uh, allotted funds. And, you know, we have deviated from that a lot as our program has changed and grown. But ultimately, but we were given federal funds to create a workforce in agriculture. So... I like the fact that it says these, what are the six defining characteristics of an SAE? One of them is agricultural. It has to be in agriculture. And I like the idea of that in principle. Mm -hmm. And I like the fact that it is stated in the definition that these should be agricultural. That's the ought. Mm -hmm. But I think the is, all of us as classroom teachers know, um, 
when you're dealing with 75 students in a day or more, there, you know, I think we have to have a model that teachers can realistically implement. So if we make this, like, it's like we're this governing body, like we're the FDA and we're inspecting your system. No, that's not the case. I think there's got to be some trust that um, ag teachers are in control. They're professionals, you know, and they can make some of those choices. Yeah, and for me, I, I think it is, I, I think about it, the analogy again, we don't get to choose who comes into our classroom. They're going to show up. And if, if I believe philosophically, and I do, that SAEs are important, and I think they ought to be for all students, then I got a choice. Do I let the student have the, develop those career experiences in that video store, or do I say, no, you can't, you can't do that, and they're working there anyway? Just or, to clarify, the video store is like a family video yeah. store. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> you always take me down the wrong way. I don't think working at the video <laughs> store would probably work. Probably wouldn't win an award on that one. <laughs> but but I think I think having the having allowing them to get that experience rather than no experience yeah. at all is much more important than saying no. Sorry, we're not going to count that. You go do something else because we're not going to count that. And I'm more interested and concerned about the student learning than whether it's truly agriculture or not. And I think that's, I hear that a lot. Um, but then the people that are trying to have some standards, you know, if you let an SAE be anything, then it kind of becomes a nothing. And that's part of the challenge in the past is a lot of people were saying, oh, every student in my program has an SAE. And they, and you know, there's been a lot of strategies put in place. Like all the kids go out and they water the plants in the greenhouse. And so we all have SAEs. So I think, you know, it's like right. there's that challenge of how can we be something and have some standards while not, you know. I think it really depends on the lens that you're working in. If I'm trying to make this work as a, as a school-based ag teacher, I'm going to, my focus on that policy is going to look different. If I'm, I'm leading a state ag ed or state FFA organization or national organization, my policy and, and what I'm looking at and the lens that I'm looking at it through is going to change and probably my, my conversation about that is going to change. But if I need to operationalize it locally for all of my students, i got to be a little bit more flexible in that. Yeah. Well, I think it really ties into wh- which aspect of this are you going to be focusing most on. Mm-hmm. Is it the all part mm-hmm. for all of your students are going to try to do something and get some of these tenants out there or are you going to focus on the, on the agriculture part or a very strict definition of agriculture? I think one of the things we have to be worried about when we talk about what makes agriculture, I mean, I've said it before, agriculture is everything. I mean, if you do this, you're in agriculture. You do this, you're touched by agriculture. Yet when it comes time to figure out if something counts for something like an essay, you know, agriculture is this very narrow based mm-hmm. kind of a, an experience. So, okay, but let me play devil's advocate there. So let's just say that that's the road we, we, we take, right? So I think there's other issues around equity and, and inclusion of, sure. of can everyone really have an SAE? I think that's the next part of this conversation. Right. But for this part, if I'm just, you know, an average Joe Joe and I'm in ag and I, you know, Mr. Myers, I just don't really want to be an ag. I don't want to be a farmer. I don't want to be an ag, but I really like your class. And they just have an automatic out. I already work at McDonald's and that's food kind of. I think there is a responsibility because I think there are kids that don't understand ag. 
And if there were a requirement for them to work at a feed store, perhaps, or maybe they were supposed to go see what ag lending looked like, or, um, you know, I do think we have a, a responsibility. We are recruiting people to our cause. We need, we've got to feed 9 billion people in 50 years. So we've got to be recruiting the brightest and the best to agriculture. And so I wonder sometimes if, if we don't hold some kind of line, then we might be missing opportunities for someone like my entire high school career. I said I was going to med school and I dismissed ag and I loved my program. I competed. I was a state officer. I was a national officer. It was an amazing experience, but I never connected or thought that that had anything to do with my career. Well, and that's another point, though. I think one, one of the things that I really like about, not that it doesn't matter what I like, but one thing I like about this SAE for All model is this greater emphasis and greater clarity on the exploratory, uh, or what do they call it? Is it foundational. Foundational. I'm sorry, the old term. Foundational. Exploratory is a dirty word now. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's more than four letters, though. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be sent a letter. <laughs> Cards and letters. Now, the, the foundational kind of things so where they can have some of those other short-term more exposure to the kind of a of an area and i would think i guess if i was a high school ag teacher now and i was and i was working with some of the students that i had at unity high school in Mendon, illinois that were not going to have a traditional agriculture kind of an sae i guess i would go to them and say okay you can work at mcdonald's you can work at this video store you can have this kind of another thing but for this foundation you're going to go do a job shadow at a vet office, or, or I think there's an opportunity to, to build that in there, because I hear what you're saying. We need to be doing something to, to address our goals to teach people about the agricultural industry, but... Why can't we do that at McDonald's, though? What if we start talking about the logistical systems and the meat processing Food safety. And, yeah. And, I mean, you can, you can back that truck up of everything that's happening at McDonald's all the way back through the the egg system and talk about the impacts and the influences and all of a sudden, hey, I don't want to work at McDonald's all the time, but think about, oh, meat marketing, or I can go work for a company and that's what they do is is uh, market meat, meat products yeah. and hamburger or see, but what's so pieces? We yeah, don't, we don't get creative and we don't talk right. about those things as, yeah. as career opportunities. Well, well I think yeah. we, we run into that factor. We either we either open the floodgates too wide or we cut them down too narrowly. Yeah. Well, it's like you're using where they are. Absolutely. You're going where they are. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you know, then it's inside out learning, which is what we're looking for. Mm -hmm. So maybe if they're working at the family video store and you know, as a teacher, the end goal is to attract them and expose them to agriculture. And you say, you know, like, what is it you love about working at the video store? And like, that's a part of that conversation. And you're like, so let's look at the career trajectory of working at family video. Mm -hmm. And then let's look at the career trajectory of working in sales for Dow AgriSciences. Let's start to connect the skills. Or ag communications. Yeah. You know, like, let's start to look at what is it that draws you to family video? You love videos? Well, what about, you know, ag communications and video production? Or So I think if you could meet them where they are and have some flexibility. And I think if at any sense, if a state level mandate, you know, if there's these mandates or national mandates, I just think that gets, there's these two things that are going on. There's got to be this respect for and ultimate all authority is in the teacher's hands. Um, 
But then there's also got to be some accountability that that's being um, executed with some authenticity. Yeah. But I do think if you could start at McDonald's where they work and grow from that. So let's take an example of um, Jared. I have a kid in my class. His name's Jared. Um, Split family. His mom works nights. And so Jared has to help his younger siblings get home. So Jared picks up his kids, takes them home. Um, and I mean, that's how their family rolls. He takes care of the kids of that family, of his younger siblings, while his mom works the night shift mm-hmm. at the said McDonald's. So a lot of times I think SAEs are really built around a certain class of people. I mean, it's tough to do some of this stuff. So how would we support someone like Jared in creating an agricultural SAE. So, un, unprompted, and I haven't given this much thought, but how, how can he became, become an educator to his siblings when it comes to agriculture? Can they write and, and develop uh, coloring books or student books about, um, or story books about uh, um, agriculture? Or, you know, can, is there opportunities to go to museums or go to the park and look at various components and he's got to learn about the environmental or, or whatever he may be interested in um, and, and know it well enough to kind of share it and keep uh, his siblings busy once they get home from school so they're not getting in trouble and not distracted with things. Yeah. Well, and I think, like, what does Jared need, right? If you could help Jared build a career plan that would help him bring in more money and, and help Jared, what are you going to do as you work through high school? Where are you going to go to school? Are you going to go to a technical school? Are you going to go to college? What are you going to do to establish yourself in a position? I mean, that's awesome for Jared. Jared, let's get you in a fiscally um, better place. How do we do that? So I think Jared would be interested in that. I think he'd have to have an in, I would approach it from an in-school SAE. I think that's why we've amended that. Yeah. And honestly, that's where I, that was where my default was going to. It was an in-school SAE, but I think having adding some of the components again there, and it, you know, it just kind of struck me. We keep using those words, you know, again, SAE for all, trying to be, you know, to bring everybody in, but yet there's so many of these factors that are excluding people and excluding their experience. But how do you work with them? And again, what make I? I guess one thing I like about your example up top there. What could actually first be seen as kind of a thing that's going to exclude them or make it difficult for Jared to do an SAE may actually strengthen it and make it even more powerful for him and solve a problem to, he has. to help him figure out again the individualized learning to see how he can take the situation he's in and actually make it more of a positive. Yeah. So it's not just like, oh man, I got to go pick up my younger brother and sister again. It's like, how do you see what's happening in the ag program actually helping make his life better now as well as help him plan for the mm-hmm. future? And, and there's other opportunities too. Um, you know, what comes to mind as we're thinking about creativity is uh, Brian Rank, uh, a former PhD student of mine that's in uh, southern Arkansas now, uh, came up with the concept and was studying a weekend SAE. And that mm. was more of a true, hey, let's just get exposed to um, natural resources or fishing or any of those mm. kind of things over a weekend. And it, again, mm-hmm. we can plan it, we can have that experience and it can be over by the end of the weekend and and, um, be able to articulate and document what we've learned and how we've grown uh, from that that experience. So So I always think about like, I love that idea, but like what you just did is you thought about Jared uniquely 
and you started crafting a whole lot of crafting. And I think if I just had Jared, I could really, really craft it well. But what stresses me out for teachers under this new plan is, um, for me, I can say, does every kid in my program have an SAE? And the new SAE for all standards basically defines that as every kid in your program can have an SAE if they have identified a career, explored the financial implications, they understand career readiness, like what skills do I need? If they have a career plan that addresses these five components of safety, career readiness, financial, all those things, all your kids have to have a career plan and they have to be thinking about what they want to be when they grow up. Ultimately, that's every kid in your school having that means every kid has an SAE. But when we start thinking about how can we create a weekend SAE for Jared and how you start trying to do that for all of your students and then I start to get, I don't know if we have the resources to do that for all. I couldn't have done it, I don't think. Yeah. But I think you start, I, I, again, being creative, uh, thinking about things a little bit differently. Uh, Craig Cohen will talk a little bit about the teams that he developed and, and using other resources so that you may not be facilitating all of those. So yeah. you may have a livestock one, you may have a companion animal one, you may have something around crops or greenhouses, and all of a sudden you have these teams of people that um, are kind of grouped and organized, may not mm-hmm. have the same SAE, but they're being uh, facilitated and, and have kind of some interest groups that are associated with it. Well, you go back, and I know we're not arguing this particular point, but about the career plan, though, I think it's, um, we got to think about how we're going to define that as well, because I go, my default is that is, you're going to develop a, a career plan to become a veterinarian, or a career plan to become a, you know, crop sales or whatever else. But like you said, students don't know. High school students, middle school, you know, we have middle school, we have sixth graders to, to do this. They don't know then. So part of that idea of developing this career plan is exploring some of these different options. Mm-hmm. That is, that is part right. of the SAE rather than you have to have a specific career picked out to start your SAE. You need to build into this some very explicit and well thought out and intentional experiences and, and activities that are going to help them figure out which direction do you want to go rather than have that figured out the get-go. And see, part of that, that's expected of us as CTE teachers and, and through Perkins anyway. They're saying that we have to have career plans, so how can we, how can we make that function um, much better than what is happening and, and tie it to the real world? I would also argue... Um, you know, even going back to your med school example, um, if you came into my program and you said, well, I'm going to go be a nurse or I'm going to go into med school, I think there's still opportunities to explore ag-related experiences that could help prepare you for med school. So go spend some time in a vet clinic and go do a variety of other things that uh, could mm-hmm. expose you to um, um, other opportunities and help build that initial skill set for you. And I think we can see that throughout any of our communities well, and then we go back again, even bigger questions. What's what's the overall purpose of our programs? We're to prepare people in agriculture. So much of agriculture happens in rural communities. There's a whole career set, a whole bunch of research out there about community resiliency and how to support communities. So I'm mm-hmm. like, does that, that place part of that in one of the big problems in rural communities is medical mm-hmm. care. Yeah. So well, look at that kind of thing. So I don't know. That may be too broad. I don't know. How many times have you heard people say, I don't know what you do to these kids in ag education, but man, they are amazing. You know, we've got a teaching fellows program in North Carolina, and people that are not going into agriculture, they are going to be elementary teachers. 
but they are being selected at a massive rate for this teaching fellows program because they're so impressive and they can explain themselves well and they, oh man, these FFA kids are just so sharp. So, you know, it's interesting because we really are, I think we're preparing, we're really good at preparing young people to be incredible employees in a myriad of careers. So, you know, it's interesting, like, I mean, we're doing that, but then it's like, should we have been directing them back? It makes me think, okay, so we have Jared figured out. <laughs> what about Check. What about <laughs> Janet, right? Yeah. So Janet is in ag her senior year. She needed an elective. She loved um, public speaking, and she wanted to be a part of the business marketing team. And Janet um, makes it very clear, I do not want to be in ag. Yeah. I just love this class, though. That's great, Janet. Let's talk about an SAE and let's make that ag. And Janet's like, no, like I'm not telling you again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already pre-admitted to this private business finance school. I'm just here to chill. Yeah. What's our role with Janet in an SAE? Is this the right place for her? Yeah. Maybe we just do accept. Like it is what it is, right? Yeah. So what can we do? For me, I'd want a foundational, I'd want a foundational SAE at least. Right. But see, what you just said right there is like, yeah, that's a weird sitch, not a fit. Then it's not SAE for all. But then it comes down to like, this isn't a mandate. No one's flying around in a helicopter spanking everybody mm -hmm. that doesn't have, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, so I think it is kind of this is versus ought, but I do think it is good to hold the standard of what ought, mm -hmm. you know, what is the ideal? And for me in that one, it goes back to, um, the in or about um, and mm. actually if we can expose her to um, uh, agriculture and from a literacy standpoint yes. so she's a more informed consumer yes and and do a project related to that then I think I think that's a win too see but I struggle with that because this model is we're training everyone in ag education yeah I think you're taking it too literally maybe but I mean that is the definition right every person in ag education will have an SAE that includes these six indicators, mm -hmm. one, one of which is work-based learning, one of which is connected to ag. But I do think there's this, hub, this other whole mission that Roberts and Ball talk about of developing and exposing a good, uh, you know, just good communities and people that understand and appreciate ag. Just this week, we talked to Farm Bay. One of the biggest problems is we just need literate citizens that understand who we are and like can be supporters and advocates for us. So I do wonder sometimes, there seems to be this dual purpose, and there's a lot of people in our program that have zero interest in an ag career. And so, you know, I think that that wiggle room is interesting, and I'm not sure we've dealt with that 100%. And I, and I think, it, I mean, I struggle with that a lot, too, when we think about, okay, what's our role? Is it agri-science? Is it production ag? Is it ag literacy? And we can start checking off all these boxes, and I think, I think, programs quite often have to answer that for themselves uh, locally but when you look at uh, federal and national mandates and if we're part mm -hmm. of Perkins all of those things that you uh, start talking about um, with career plans and agriculture and, and all of those other elements all are coming out of um, elements and expectations and mandates that we have at the national level because right now we're not 
we're not agri-science, we're not agribusiness, we are CTE. And because we're CTE, and that's, that's the box we're put in, that starts to drive some of the language and some mm. of the conversation. So I don't think it's intentional because we're trying to yeah. exclude anyone, but that's the box yeah. we put in, and that's how you got to define it based upon the box yeah. you're in. Well, honestly, I know we're biased because we're the one having this conversation right now, but this is, I think, one of our main hopes with stuff like these critical conversations is to get the ag teachers to be thinking about this because you brought, ultimately it's their, it's, it's their call. They're going to figure out how to make this work at their local program. And our ag teachers are smart, they're qualified, they're talented professionals. But so there's so many things coming at them right. so often that we don't take the time to think about well, why do I have the essays? What's my goal to be doing with this? And hopefully they'll be having these conversations with other teachers and also understanding it's it's SAE for all, but my all may look di- a little bit different than your all, you know, <laughs> and, how to, and how, to, how to make these kind of things work and really trying to figure out where those students, what their goals are. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think that's, that's pretty important. We've got folks that really want to serve and are really there because they are passionate about the industry, but also about students. Yeah. But sometimes we try to pretend like they're all pretty cookie cutter mm-hmm. and they're not. This is an opportunity to really get to work with each one. But the big issue is going to be how do you manage that? Yeah. How do you make that work? But also, know the other thing I really appreciate about our conversation, we should think about what we said, it's all been focused around the learning about the education standpoint. That was my mission. You know, that's what we've been talking about. And, you know, very, I think only once or twice we've even brought up the term proficiency awards or awards like that. I think we have to have this, this conversation about SAE for all has to be held separately from any sort of a, an award structure because. We can't let that award structure drive this thing because this is an educational program, an educational entity to really make it work. Now, it's probably more fun to argue about the award side, mm. but I think I think this is the big challenge that actors are going to figure out how to make this work in their local program. Yeah. Well, I think it's a tough... It's awesome that we're wrestling with it. I think every local teacher's got to wrestle with it, too, because yeah. that's what I found right. out early on when I was a teacher. I had to make sense of how I wanted to organize and facilitate SAE in my program mm-hmm. so I could explain it to yeah. administrators and parents and students. And, and for me, I had a core set of four or five things that I really valued, and they weren't, they weren't that it was agriculture or any of those yeah. kind of things. It was personal finance skills and learning how to keep records and yeah. and document things and, and that's really what was core so if a student could do that and it was at McDonald's it was a win because yeah. that student was gaining those skill sets yeah. um, and, and that's what was important to me locally and I think for me we go back to like SAE for all should be about creating resources creating curriculum creating a language to support teachers not to mandate yep. or evaluate or demand. I think as long as this SAE for All is for teachers, by teachers, teachers are engaged. You know, curriculum is a major gap. I mean, we ask for all these things. At least this one has resources. Yeah. So I think if we leave that power within the hand of the local teacher to understand, here's a framework, here's what you can shoot for. But I think we all know that every program is so incredibly different that you have to concede at every single chapter the model will look different. And the egg teachers, like Brian said, are good people. They'll get it figured out locally. Yeah. Well, I think your idea about a model, about a framework are really good to talk about this. And I love the resources. And I, I don't know if I've seen all the resources for this, but I've seen several of them. And I, and I think they're fantastic. And they're for the egg teacher. 
but I haven't seen anything yet that I think if I was a high school ag teacher that I would throw up at a school board meeting to show to school board members or give directly to parents. So that what that tells me as a local ag teacher, I take those materials and I still need to go and customize them about how I'm going to tell this story to my students and to my parents and the administration about how this SAE thing works. I think there's a great starting point here, but I guess for me, my challenge or caution to all the ag teachers that are listening, take that and make it your own rather than just say that, hey, here's what came out from the national and we have to do this thing. Make it a framework, not that mandate. We also have this thing coming where states that are AET implemented wide, you know, we can go in and look at your chapter and see if you are 100% SAE or not. Mm-hmm. I think we've got to be careful with how we do that yeah. um, based on this conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, it's tough. And I think as long as we keep our eyes to the mission, then the on-the-ground implementation is always going to look different. As long as we just don't drift so far away from the intent, then I think we're in in good shape. Well, I think essays are so important. I mean, not to overstate it, but we go back and we look, we've talked about the model, three-circle model and stuff. It's so often that new teachers don't implement essays because they're so, they're, some, they're, they're unclear, overwhelming. Yeah. But when you get a bunch of ag teachers together and you talk about them and the other teachers in their school, they say, well, ag is so different. Teaching ag is so different. Well, I think one of the ways that we are different is that we have this SAE component that, and I think it's a, it would be a shame if we lose this. And mm-hmm. so I hope that we continue to have these kind of conversations to figure out how do we make this thing work for all the students we have in school-based ag ed. Awesome. Yeah, it's an argument for another day, but it goes back to that three-circle model. And is SAE really part of the curriculum, or mm-hmm. is it extracurricular and, mm-hmm. and kind of an add-on? And there's some philosophical differences out there, yeah. and I think that's um, kind of the next conversation. Yeah. So, teachers, if, if, SR, if, if SAE for All is something new for you, go to the Council for Agricultural Education. At the top of that website, there's a tab that is SAEs. When you click on that tab, you will find a wealth of information. Student handouts, curriculum, videos, modules, anything you'd want. SAE for All is all listed there. We appreciate you guys engaging. Check out Owl Pellets. It's on Facebook. Um, WordPress is where everything is housed. And subscribe to the podcast. We've got these coming to you each week. Tell us what you think. That's right. Yeah, engage in this conversation. This is kind of a national dialogue right now that um, is cool as things change. All right. I hope the drive into work for you, if you were listening, was good. (laughs) Hopefully we gave you something to think about from the Owl Pellet crew. We are here in Twin Falls, Idaho. And we hope you guys have a great week. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Owl Pellets. Please visit our webpage for more information on this topic and to learn more about all of our guests. Be sure to follow Owl Pellets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It would also be great for you to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Also, we ask that you please take a moment and comment on our podcast so others can find it as well. So for Kate, Marshall, and Mike, this is Brian here by the Owl Pellet saying thank you and we look forward to seeing you again on another episode of Owl Pellets, Tips for Ag Teachers.